Dominic, Dominic, Dominic. Highly contested. T3 on the track. The takes is high. Highly contested. It's getting wild. Highly contested. If you wanna talk the talk, then you better walk the walk. Get the facts, show the stats. Act like radios are off. The takes is high. Highly contested. It's getting wild. Highly contested. If you wanna talk the talk, then you better walk the walk. Get the facts, show the stats. Hello and welcome to Highly Contested. This podcast covers some of the hottest topics in the world of football and basketball, where our crew gives our highly contested takes on these topics and supports our takes with facts. I'm Andrew and I'm here with Joe today. Joe, how you doing? Doing pretty good, man. I've been off for a couple episodes, but I'm glad to be back. How about you, Drew? Yeah, you've been scouring the globe looking for that PlayStation 5, huh, Joe? Finally got it, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. It's cool. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, it's uh, getting close to the winter break, so everything's nice and breezy from this end. So yeah, things are things are going pretty smoothly, Joe. For sure, man. All right. Some of today's featured topics include: Was the bout between the Baltimore Ravens and Cleveland Browns the game of the year? How impressive was Jalen Hurts' performance against the New Orleans Saints? And can you see Giannis winning the Bucks a championship? Let's dive headfirst into it here on Highly Contested. Let's start with the NFL. The Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns went toe-to-toe on Monday Night Football, and the game really was toe-to-toe, Joe. Ravens are up 34-20 to at the start of the fourth, but then 35 points are scored between the two teams with 21 of those points coming in the final seven minutes of the game. With the Ravens sealing their victory behind a 55-yard field goal from Justin Tucker. So, Joe, was that Monday Night Football matchup game of the year so far, or has there been another game that was better? Yeah, I have to agree. That Monday Night game was really a great sight to watch. It was high scoring, touchdowns left and right, and most importantly, great QB play on both teams. Mm. I I tried looking at past games, but see if there was like really good contenders for um, game of the year. But um, I really couldn't think of any to compare to. Maybe if I had a, uh, a day or two more to look at other games, but you probably knew, knew know some Drew, but. Uh, yeah, that Monday night game was like something straight out. You'll see straight out of Madden, you know. Mm. Like I said, the touchdowns left and right and great communications. So, and it's about time the Ravens get a dub on an impressive one because they've been winning, but it hasn't been impressive like how we were usually seen from last year or something or earlier on this year. So it's, it's a good win for them. It's a morale booster, and I hope to see more impressive wins from them. Lamar looked like the reigning MVP last night. Exactly. He looked really good. (laughs) He did. He did. And, you know, it looked like he was defending that honor for the first time ever last night or yesterday, I should say. Um, Which, of course, you know, we're we're recording this Tuesday for Wednesday viewers. So, (sighs) all right. So I took a look, Joe, at other games, like you said, this year. And I noted a few of them that I thought were potentially close to this. First one I thought of was in 
Week two, we were treated to an awesome Sunday night football game between the Seahawks and the Patriots. You remember that one, Joe? Oh, yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. Cam and Russ, they you know they lit it up and comes down to the final play of the game where the Pats had the ball at the goal line to win the game. And, you know, of course, they don't win the game because the final play, the Seahawks stop them. And, you know, that was one of those games where, you know, you really saw Cam and Russ just, you know, assert their, you know, their their leadership on both sides, you know, on both ends of the, uh, on, on both teams, you know. And it really did come down to the final play of the game. So it was def- that was definitely a contender, I would say. Yeah. Then you, the second game I thought of was when Russ and those same Seahawks duked it out versus Arizona. Um, the first time they met up, I don't know. Do you remember that one, Joe? Oh, which game was that? It was the one where it came down to overtime. Uh, maybe if you brush up on my history real quick, it was, can. Yeah, it was it was a Sunday night football game, and uh, you know Russ didn't do too hot, honestly. Um, he had like three, ter- he had three interceptions, I think in that game, but it came down to overtime because, you know, even, even with the three interceptions, Arizona needed overtime to overcome the Seahawks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it was, it was a good one. Um, I remember that, you know, us here are highly contested. We were like, wait, wait, let's finish watching this game real quick. <laughs> so, um, Oh yeah. Now I remember that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So the final one was, and I think out of the ones, uh, this was this was the one that I was the most excited, looking forward to. Uh, it was the highly anticipated rematch between the Raiders and the Chiefs, and I I know you remember that one, Joe. Uh, yeah, but you know, it, I wish the outcome was a little different, as you know. Oh yeah, I know you wish the outcome was different. I think a, I think a lot of people are you know siding with you on that one too, Joe. But uh, considering the Chiefs had only one loss and it was to the Raiders, you know, many people thought that the Raiders were going to get blown out. But I mean, I I figured that they could play a good game, and it was a great game that went back and forth. And I mean, you know, Joe. Yeah, it, right? it was going back and forth. It came down to that last possession mm-hmm. on the Raiders. Raiders needed to stop the Chiefs, but they left Kelsey open in the end zone and. Patrick Mahomes did his thing and threw it to Kelsey. Right. And but the one thing that you said Joe is that it came down to the final drive. What that says is that the Raiders, you know, the Raiders made Kansas City use every single drive to the best of their ability, especially the final one, to put the Raiders away and to avoid, you know, getting swept by the Raiders. Yeah. So, you know, it was something that, you know, it was it was back and forth. Kansas City needed that win, you know. I think I think not only like uh, they needed it, you know, for to to keep in pace with the Steelers, but they also needed it psychologically as well. So it was it was a very good game. It was highly anticipated. I I you know wanted to watch that game really badly, and you know it was a great game. But the question is, do any of these match up to the game that we just saw on Monday Night Football? And the answer is no, they don't. That game, Joe, had electricity. It had just raw nuclear firepower. It had two quarterbacks who were taken in the same draft class consistently rising above and beyond expectations, especially in the clutch. This was head and shoulders above all the games that I mentioned. So for me, this is definitely game of the year. 
Yeah, that that's a pretty good thing to, uh, to say, but who knows? Maybe uh, week 15, 16, and 17 might have better games, but I, I doubt it because that's when playoff teams start resting their QBs or certain players so they, they're ready for playoffs. But for sure, uh, I don't know how the bracket is set up right now. The, the Ravens are in wild card, right? Do you know on top of your head? The Ravens, uh, yeah, I would say that that put them in the wild card spot for sure. Okay, uh, yeah, um, it's the, the t- they're taking eight teams this year, right? They're taking seven. So, oh, so that still puts them behind. They're still in the hunt. The Ravens. Oh, they're still in the hunt. Yeah, they're not far though. They're not far. But the Browns are um in the playoffs right now. They're they're right. they're in the wild card. I think. They're in the playoff picture right now. Yeah. They're right now. They're slated to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, and <laughs> the playoffs ended today. I'm picking Steelers to win that one. Actually, actually, no. I'm sorry, Joe. It's the Tennessee Titans. They're slated to play. My fault. Okay, well, that's a little different story. I don't yeah. really trust the Titans right now. Joe, um, another thing that I took from this game, uh, I got to be real with you, Joe. I've seen enough. Justin Tucker is the greatest kicker we've ever seen kick a field goal. Oh, no. Yeah, no doubt he is going to go down as one of the greatest kickers in the NFL. He He's lights out. I love that, – that's why he's always the first kicker to go off in fantasy football. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's not any other kickers. It's him. He is always the first one to go off the board first. Mm. He's the most consistent field goal kicker, and he can do it the most effectively out of every kicker in the league from distance. His stats, Joe, 42 of 49 from field goals of 50-plus yards. That's that amazing. Is an, right? That is an 85.7% completion percentage from 50 yards and out, Joe. <laughs> wow. That guy's percentage from deep is better than most kickers' percentage from everywhere. <laughs> For real, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's insane. And, you know, I mean, it's not like these deep kicks happen a lot, too. I mean, you know, these these deep kicks don't happen often. I mean, you you know, as a kicker, you probably get, like, in a season. Um, if, you, if you're the starting kicker and you're the starting kicker every year, I would imagine that you probably get, like, five of these a season, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't get a lot. And this guy, you know, he just 42 of 49. That's it. That tells you all you need to know, right? There. Yeah. And if you do come to that situation, 50 plus, you know, Tucker is has an 85% to make that kick. And now I'd love to have that percentage to make a kick from that far. <laughs> Joe, not just that, but I mean, this guy is, is as of right now, I think he's the most clutch kicker in the league too. I mean, oh, yeah. Let's look at that field goal, Joe. That he's that that was a fifty-five yard field goal, Joe. He cleared it by like another extra five yards. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what that says? That says that that field goal could have been sixty plus, and it probably was going in. Yeah, definitely. It's insane. This guy, I, I told you, Joe. I've seen enough. This guy, greatest kicker we've ever seen kick a field goal. Yeah, I'll put him behind like maybe some like oh the og kickers but he's definitely up there i the only one i feel like i can put ahead of him right now is vinatieri that's the only one i think i could put ahead of him yeah especially how uh vinatieri ended his season last year it wasn't that good 
but like I like I said, he, yeah, I could agree with you about putting him maybe above Vinatieri. But I think that we'll see though that because Justin Tucker, he's he's only thirty one years old. He's not yeah. done. He's well, not he, done by any means. If he wants, he could kick well into his forties. <laughs> Hundred percent, Joe. I mean, he could be doing this for another ten years, and I yeah. think that by then, you know, we'll be looking at him and we'll be thinking, "This guy's the greatest kicker of all time." Yeah. You know, we're gonna keep it in the NFL, Joe. Philadelphia quarterback Jalen Hurts got the nod to be the starter from head coach Doug Peterson, as as if there was any doubt that that was gonna be a thing. And he had quite the performance, leading the Eagles to a victory against the top team in the NFC, the New Orleans Saints. So, Joe, I'm going to ask you, on a scale of 1 to 10, how impressive was Jalen Hurts' performance against the Saints? I'll give Jalen Hurts uh, about a 9 for his game. I'm not going to say 10 because I want to see how he does for the rest of the season because it could all change really fast once they get film enough film on him. And so... On when I go, I'm gonna go back to the game. Did you know that Hertz joined Lamar in the NFL history since 1950 to rush more than 100 yards in their first game? In their debut, huh? Yeah, and that that's pretty impressive. So, like I said, I want to see what he does for the rest of the season because maybe I'll turn my nine into a ten, but obviously it could get lower once, like I said, once they get more film on him. But I'm glad he got that nod because Wentz wasn't doing it. Mm. I'm going to give him an eight, Joe. Um, it was an impressive performance, no doubt. He totaled 273 yards, 106 on the ground, and 167 passing. Um, his team was in control from start to finish, in large part to what he did as the quarterback. Also, we got to take in mind something, Joe. The degree of difficulty that he was in, taking on the team with the hottest defense as of late, you know, it was definitely nothing to scoff at and dismiss. Yeah. But for me, I'm going to say a 10 would mean that he blew this team out of the water, which the Saints were never out of the game. Um, they were down 17 points, but, you know, 17 points is is nothing, as we saw on that Monday Night Football game, Joe. Oh, yeah. 17-point yeah. <laughs> lead is nothing in today's day and age. You can make that up easily in a quarter. Yeah, now. definitely. Um. And so that was so that's what I would have given him if it was a ten. Uh, just if they just blew the Saints out of the water, um, a nine would mean that he did a better job as a passer than as a runner. Now, Joe, he ran the ball eighteen times. He only completed seventeen passes. So he, you know, he did more on the ground than he did in the air. I mean, that's plain and simple. You know, as yeah. far as like, you know what goes in the record books. He did more on the ground than he did in the air, you know? Mm -hmm. And he had more, you know, rushes than completed passes. And in my opinion, that's not going to work in the NFL long-term. We've seen that, you know, teams are starting to adjust a little to Lamar Jackson and the fact that, you know, he's no, he's, he's a, he's, he's a big threat as a runner, but he's not as much of a threat as a passer. And, I think Jalen Hurts needs to, you know, be mindful of that moving forward. I think he can be a better passer, and I think he's going to be given opportunities to show that, but he didn't show me that versus the Saints, so I'm going to give him an 8. Oh, yeah, very much agreeable. Like I said, who knows? 
once they get enough film on him, like how like how they did with Lamar, they know how to defend him better. We can we might see how Jalen truly plays with a defense well prepared for him. You know, I will say this too, Joe. This is this is almost you know the spitting image of what Lamar went through. You know what I mean? When you know Lamar had Flacco and Flacco wasn't doing too hot, and you know uh, Lamar comes in, takes over, and just and I know it's only I know it was only one game, but I mean you know Lamar comes in and he just takes over the team, and the team is just rallying behind him. Yeah. That's that's kind of what we saw this first game. Now again. I mean, you know, there's still three more games left in the season. But I think it does. I think that perspective does matter, Joe, because here's the deal. All right. The Eagles aren't out in order for the <laughs> Eagles to win this division. <laughs> and and I know, I mean, you're, I know what you're thinking, Joe. You're thinking, <laughs> really? They still have a shot? <laughs> hey, that whole division has a shot. <laughs> Um, and in order for the, the Eagles to win this division, they would have to run the table with their final three games, including their week 17 matchup versus the Washington football team. So I'm going to ask you, Joe, do you think they can win this division with Jalen Hurts at quarterback? I'm going to say no, because that defense is still iffy in some areas. And I think if you have a well-prepared offense, they're going to exploit that defense. Mm. I think it's possible. I think it's. I think it's doable. I think it's. I don't think it's probable, Joe. Um, first of all, I want to say that we can't. We can't. You know, take. We can't dismiss that Washington football team. I mean, they literally just won a football game without scoring any offensive touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> for real. <laughs> I mean, we saw. We saw Chase Young light it up in that game joe i mean he had what like two two sacks two passes defensed um two forced fumbles you know one return for a touchdown i mean two yeah, tackles was, for losses he was an animal that he was game. an animal he was everywhere it was insane uh and very very clearly you know he took over that game and you know that that's that's why washington picked him second overall you know what i mean you know yeah. that that's what you can get out of him so I think it's doable. I don't think it's probable because of the fact that that Washington football team, man, Ron Rivera, he, he knows how to coach, Joe. That's oh, all yeah. I got to say. Oh, yeah, he, he he knows how to coach. Rover Boat Rivera, man, come on. Coming from a coming from a salty Jaguars fan that really hoped that they, <laughs> that they <laughs> picked him up as a head coach, Joe. Oh, yeah, man. for real. But going back to the Eagles, mm. what do you think they're going to do with wins? Just, See, Joe, it, just from the top, just from the top of the head, what do you think what they do with wins? Are you asking after the season's over? Or? Yeah, just from the top of your head, what do you think they're going to do with wins after the season? You know what's funny, Joe, is that uh, George and I actually had this discussion, I think, on the last podcast, and um, we both kind of had an agreement, and we <laughs> we were actually talking about how you know it was regretful that you weren't there because we were saying the a really good team for him to be on would be the Indianapolis Colts. And you know what? I agree. The Colts will be a really good fit with Wentz. And Joe, I'm going to ask you something. Why do you think that? That offensive line is Mm. really good and they protect the QB. And like I said, they have one of the best left guards in the the NFL and Quentin Nelson. So Mm. he will protect them. And 
that running game with Jonathan Taylor, the rookie, he's he, you can't count on him. You can't sleep on him. And those uh, receivers they have, they're they're pretty good too. And right. the number the number one thing that defense. Mm. Yeah, and Joe, let's keep in mind too. Uh, you know their head coach Frank Reich. I mean, he was the Eagles' offensive coordinator when Chris. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, Carson Wentz had his MVP season in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. You're right. And I mean, you know, let's put that in perspective too. Could we see a resurgence if he does get traded to the Colts? Me as a Jaguars fan, I really hope not because then that, <laughs> that would not be, that would not be fun for us. But I mean, we have a lot more things to worry about than just that, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't, but- we don't need- we don't need more thrown on the plate, though, right, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know what his contract looks like right now. But if the cap, if the Colts don't have the cap, I don't know. And here's the interesting, Joe, uh, because I actually did this. Re- I actually did the research for this. Um, the Colts are actually sli- and you know they have they have Philip Rivers on a on a one year deal right now, but they would actually be slated to pay. Carson Wentz the same amount of money that they were going to pay Philip Rivers if they decided to keep Philip Rivers. Oh. So as far as a contract situation, it's not much of a loss there. Now you can make the argument that that's not the direction that they might want to go because maybe they have some good quality players that they want to sign or, or, or uh, at least, at least give an extension to, you know? Uh huh. Yeah. But I mean, if, if, if you're, you know, if you're just looking at contracts for just, you know, strictly speaking, like as far as their cap space, they wouldn't be losing out, Joe. Yeah. And like, I just, I looked up his, what his contract breakdown is. He signed an extension for, uh, I think it said uh, like th- three or four years, 128 million, but mm-hmm. that would kick, that would kick in, uh, the, the in 2021. So mm-hmm. And he could uh, potentially opt out in 2022. So mm. we, could, we could see. And, you know, it might be one of those things too, Joe, where the Eagles want to get rid of him. So, um, the you know, the Colts come up with some sort of agreement that the Eagles would pay some of that cap space, you know, or some of that uh, contract off, you know, moving yeah. forward. Yeah, maybe. If they, if they want him that bad – they, they, they could work something out. Well, and you know, it's, 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 I think it would be more, the ball would be, the ball would be on the Indianapolis Colts's court, you know, so to speak, because, you know, it's the, the Colts. Yeah, of course they would need a quarterback, but the Eagles are more, they're more um, desperate to get rid of Wentz than the Colts would be to acquire Wentz. Uh, yeah, true. True. But we're going to stay with the Saints. Uh, So we're going to stay with the Saints and talk about them. Because up until Sunday, Joe, head coach Sean Payton was very comfortable with keeping Taysom Hill on the field and Drew Brees off the field for as long as he needed to recover. However, the Green Bay Packers have continued to win and they've been applying pressure to the Saints. And now, with the loss to the Eagles, the, uh, the Saints lost to the Eagles, the Packers now sit atop the NFC. And they are slated for the first round bye. So, Joe, 
Should the Saints should the Saints start Drew Brees on Sunday versus the Chiefs after their loss to the Eagles? I'd, if they if they continue if they want that first round bye, I say yes, start Drew. But if they just want to make the playoffs, I, I'd say sit Drew Brees. And mm-hmm. I say that because so far they just they want to make sure he they want to make sure that he's really healthy, like for surely healthy. And so, like, nothing, no more broken ribs or anything. So, and plus they're playing the Chiefs. That that Chiefs defense can um, can make that offense make uh, turnovers, but I can't speak. But, and if that they want to stay within the grabs of the first round by, I start, start them. But I know in the Saints, they just want to make playoffs. So, Stay with Taysom Hill until next week, because ne- next week I'd say start him then. Start Drew Brees, because he will know for sure he's healthy. Get that one extra week rest and keep Taysom Hill on the field. Mm-hmm. And who knows? He, Taysom Hill might pull out the dub, but I kind of doubt it because, like I said, that de- that Chiefs defense is hot. That whole team's hot. And I doubt we'll see the Saints win, even with Drew Brees starting. Mm-hmm. But – at least we know the Drew Brees, if they start him next week, they could get a win. I think you hit the nail on the head, Joe. And um, I'm going to kind of back it up with, you know, some, some, uh, some, I guess, uh, fluff, some details, so to speak. Right. Um, I, you know, I took a look at the Packers' remaining schedule, and they play the Panthers, they play the Titans, and then they play the Bears. So obviously, Panthers, Bears, I mean, those should, you can, you can knock those down as wins. But uh, can they lose to the Titans? I, you know, it's definitely a possibility that they can. And I mean, is it a guarantee? No, it's never a guarantee. And you know, the the way Rodgers has been playing lately, you you'd figured you could chalk that down for a win as well. But, um, in you know, if I'm you know I'm 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 thinking as uh, maybe a Saints fan or or a head coach, uh, not a head coach, uh, head coach, but you know, uh, some sort of personnel coach. Um, on the Saints roster, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm looking that at that, and I'm thinking about that, and it really is c- going to come down to whether or not they want that first round buy. And here's the thing, Joe: the NFC. I mean, the NFC is 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 tough, man. <laughs> I mean, the 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 lowest team on the NFC is the Carolina Panthers at four and nine. So every single team in that division, including the NFC, the NFC East, which we, you know, I know we've been bashing on forever here on, <laughs> on highly contested, yep. but, but even they have, even they, every team in that division has at least four wins. Yeah. Every, every single team in the conference has at least four wins. So it, it just goes to show you the, the toughness of this conference, Joe. I mean, it, it's, it's why, you know, it's why the the team on top of the conference, the Green Bay Packers, it's why they have it's why they only have 10 wins, you know? I mean, you look at the you look at the top team in the in the uh in the AFC and it's the Kansas City Chiefs, they have 12 wins and one loss. But I mean, if you look all the way to the bottom, I mean, you got the Jets at 0 and 13, you got yeah, you got the Jags at 1 and 12. And then, you know, you got the Bengals Two ten and one. I mean, you got you, you got some teams that it's like, oh yeah, they're undisputedly the worst teams in the NFL right now. You know what I mean? 
And so going back to what I was saying, this NFC is tough, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough from top to bottom. And, uh, if the season ended today and the saints did not have the first round by, they would be playing the Arizona Cardinals in the first round. And Joe, I don't want to be playing the Arizona. I like. I don't want to be playing the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, to be fair, like you know, I, I'm I'm sure that that's not the. I'm sure that that's not like the best team that they that like. That's not that wouldn't be the worst situation for them, you know. But I mean, it's you know, it's definitely not ideal, you know, for for the Saints to have to go. I mean, we saw what happened last year. They they lost in the first round to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, any given Sunday, Joe, any given Sunday, any given Sunday. And we know what we know Kyler Murray can light it up, Joe. We definitely know that. And yeah. the connection between him and Hopkins, I mean, it's it's unreal. I mean, it's 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 game winning unreal. And we've seen it already this year, you know. Mm-hmm. So if they really want that first round by, I say play him. I say play Drew Brees. But if they if they're confident and they know or, or you know if they have a, if they have a very very good feeling that they can win against any team they come across, you know maybe you still sit him so that he's one hundred percent good to go for the playoffs. That's what that's what I would say at least. Yeah, definitely. Just if they if they want that first round by, go with Breeze and try to win. And if mm. they just want to make playoffs. Stick with Tatum for this one week and start Drew Brees the next, or sit him the whole time. Mm. And you know, Joe, because it we're we're imagining if the playoffs ended today, right? So yeah. the playoffs ended today, the Rams would win the NFC West, that really tough NFC West. Okay, so the the Seahawks would be playing the um. The Seahawks would be playing the Washington football team. Now, I mean, I know that Washington football team has great defense, but their offense is, you know, lackluster. And the Seahawks defense, they're starting to get a little better. They're not they're not as, you know, historically bad in the passing game as they were when they started the fir- the first half of the year. So they're getting a little better. I mean, I'm imagining that Seahawks would win that. I, I'm sure you would pick them over the Washington football team. Right, Joe? What was that? The Seahawks, if they did play the Washington football team in the playoffs, I think the Seahawks will have a slight edge over that football team. But that football team is full of miracles, and they could pull off an upset. Uh, you, you're right, Joe. You are. I mean, we can never count out any team, you know, especially in this NFC. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say hypothetically that Seahawks do win that, though. Okay, so let's say Seahawks do win that. Okay. Um. So the Rams would be playing the Tampa, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I would imagine that, you know, I would imagine that that would be a very good game and I could see either team, either side winning, but um, whichever team would win. Uh, I think that whichever team, if the, if the, if the Tampa Bay team wins that game, then Tampa Bay would go on to play Green Bay while the Seahawks would go on to play New Orleans. And we saw that Tampa Bay handled Green Bay in the regular season. Um, I, you know, obviously it's playoffs, different animal, but 
I mean, we could very, we, you know, we could very easily see that that first round buy doesn't necessarily matter. You know yeah, what I mean? True. So, and you know, and if I was the Green Bay Packers, I would rather play the Rams just due to the fact, like how you said, the Bucks gave them a butt whooping in the mm. regular season, and right. that could, that could be in their back of the head, like, oh, what if it's going to happen like last time? Hundred percent, Joe. Hundred percent. It could affect them psychologically. So, um, you know, this NFC, it's looking like it's going to have some really great matchups. So, I, you know, it's going to be fun to watch for sure. But um, I'm thinking they should sit Drew Brees. Yeah, I or, agree. Or, or keep sitting him, I should say. Yeah. We're going to switch it now, Joe, to the NBA. The Milwaukee Bucks and all-star forward Giannis Atentacumpo have agreed on a five-year Supermax extension worth 228 million this also destroys any talks of him going to the heat warriors mavericks and raptors now the only thing left for Giannis and the bucks to do is get that ring so joe can you see Giannis winning the bucks a championship within the next five years yeah i can see him winning a chip with the bucks but that's that's a lot of money they spent towards him and hopefully they have enough money to help them out. I know they bought some help during this office season, but could it could it be enough? I don't know. We haven't seen how they played yet. But I they're gonna be in the playoff talks for the probably for the next five years. And it's gonna be pretty excited to see on what they could do with a good team. Or well, not necessarily a good team, a team that could definitely help Giannis. Mm-hmm. And we're just gonna. I'm gonna have to see on how good they play because I know they, they they had a preseason game today. I mean, not today, yesterday, and uh, I think I think they did pretty good, well with each other. But um, that's just just preseason. I want to know how they do good in in the regular season. Mm. And you know they they moved around and tried to get a lot of pieces around him. So. Um, you know, I, 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 me personally, I like, I really like the Drew Holiday pickup. Um, I know they gave up a lot to get him, but I, I personally really like the Drew Holiday pickup. I thought it was a great pickup on their part. Um, the question is, can, you know, can they win a championship in the next five years? I think he can, Joe. I'm going to say, though, that he doesn't win. If he does win a championship, I don't see it within the next, I'm going to say three years. I would say it's going to be on the back half of the five years. And the reason why I say, and the reason why I say that is because, well, here's the thing. Okay. The Lakers, they are, uh, I think, I think as of right now, the Lakers are head and shoulders, the favorites to repeat. I mean, they made a lot of good signings and uh, they, you know, LeBron's not going anywhere. Anthony Davis isn't going anywhere. Those two are still, you know, two of the top five players in the league. Um, I know that Giannis is, Giannis is one of those top five players, but the thing is, is, you know, it would be, you know, it would, if, if they did make the, here's the thing. First of all, they would have to come across the nets. I would assume at some point. Okay. The bucks. And I know that typically Giannis has always done a good job against Durant. Um, I don't remember their head-to-head record, Joe, but I know that they've always done well 
uh, the Giannis and the Bucks have always done well against uh, a team that Durant has been on. Um, especially when you know, especially when Durant, which it's it's this is surprising too, but especially when Durant was on the Warriors, uh, Giannis had a winning record against those Warriors. So we'll see if they meet in the conference finals uh, how that goes. But I mean, we know that we know that there's a formula as of right now to stop Giannis. So, um, and te- you know, teams were utilizing that formula. We saw we saw the Raptors utilize that formula in their championship run, and then we saw, of course, the Heat this past um, this past uh, playoffs with their finals run. You know, we saw how they we saw how they handled Giannis and the Bucks. So mm-hmm. there, there's a formula, and as of right now. Um, Giannis hasn't figured out a way to, you know, beat that formula. So the Bucks are thinking that with these additional pieces around him, that the formula, you know, that, that there will, that the formula won't be a problem anymore. We'll just have to see, like you yeah. said. Yeah. Um, but like going back to like how you said that you don't see him winning it within three years, you see it on the back half. Mm-hmm. But the thing with that though, is he has a player option in uh 2025 so if they're gonna do it they should do it within those three years because if they go into that fourth year he's thinking oh next year i I could opt out you know Mm. and joe i mean you better believe it i would say this for sure too if they don't win one that fourth if if they don't win one by that fourth year and he's you know he's going through that fourth year and he's sensing like it ain't gonna happen this year either I mean, you better believe that, you know, you better believe that that's on the back of his mind too. And he's, and he's gone as soon as free agency hits, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You better believe that. But, uh, I think that they could definitely win at that fourth. Here's the thing though, is that, you know, Jan, um, LeBron, you know, of course this is my opinion. Uh, you know, I don't know if I feel the same way, but LeBron still the best player in the world. Okay. And, you know, he just won finals MVP. So, you know, that was, that was him putting that on display for the world to notice, you know, he's, you know, he took, he took the whole wash King thing personally and, you know, showed everybody that he's still the best player in the world. And he isn't, you know, he's unless he, you know, barring major injury, which I never wish that on anyone, you know, but barring major injury, I still see LeBron and the Lakers with Anthony Davis, of course, um, taking the title for the next year i would say for the next i would say for sure next year maybe the next two or three years um yeah that could be a highly possibility i like i said i have different views views on the lakers like i like everyone like i'm it's well known i'm a warriors fan so i'm always gonna have different views on the lakers but i guess i could i could see the bucks winning a chip within the next three years Mm. yeah and you know joe and you know i'm with you of course too you know i'm i'm uh you know i i like the warriors too but i you know you can't you can't refute i think the the idea that the warriors definitely have their hands full with not only you know the lakers the clippers now the suns are on the rise too but i mean you know there's a lot of there's a lot of teams that are on the rise in the east too so it's uh, it's gonna be a tough one for the Warriors, especially without Clay. I think next year when we see when we get when you know when the Warriors get Clay back, it'll be it'll be a better matchup for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. But who knows? The season's really young. <laughs> yeah, so. facts. 
So, Any, anything could happen early in season. Anything could happen. You're right. Okay, Joe. So, do you think that they? Do you think I'm just gonna ask you this off the you know off the get right here? All do right. you think the Bucks win the number one seed in the Eastern Conference this year? Yes, I do. Because okay. uh, I I know how Giannis plays with the Bucks. It's still the same. It's still the same core of a team. It just added a few pieces here and there, but. Mm-hmm. With the Nets, because it's going to be between the Bucks and the Nets. At least in me, to me, it's me between the uh, Nets and Bucks on for one and two. Mm. But the Nets to me are going to be at two due to the fact that we haven't seen Kyrie and Kevin Durant play on on the same team, and we all know Kyrie likes to have the ball. And mm. I don't know if Kevin Durant will take too kind with that. Yeah, and I mean, we saw, you know, of course, us, you know, of course, us, we saw that in Golden State, he, he didn't need the ball in his hands as much to be effective, to be efficient, you know, yeah. Durant, Durant, I meant. So, um, you know, if I think, I, you know, maybe on the back of his mind, he's thinking like, you know what, hey, if this guy wants to play around with the ball, that's okay. Just as long as he knows his role, you know, as long as he knows his place. Like, yeah. like, like if I'm Durant, that's what I'm thinking. You know, I'm thinking, hey, listen, like, Dude, Kyrie, you're my buddy. You know, I have mad respect for you. But listen, I'm I am the guy. You know, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I am the guy, not you. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. so. But I mean, I, I'm sure I'm sure that Kyrie understands that as well. He's, I mean, I I know he's I know he's at least used to that because I mean, clearly, you know, he's he did that a lot with LeBron, and it was a big reason why he left the he left Cleveland, but I think that now that, you know, now that he's gotten a taste of what it's like to be the number one guy, I don't think he wants that anymore. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's all the time we have for today, everyone. We're going to wrap it up with Joe's weekly pick for Thursday night football. And Joe, I, I, I mean, I gotta be real with you. I don't even know why I'm asking you this, but <laughs> Raiders versus chargers, Joe, who you got? I'm going to say the Raiders. Like we all, like we all know, and come, and come, come to hear my uh-huh. weekly pick. But I honestly, I think the Raiders are going to have a really good game uh, on Thursday, especially on the defense side. Hopefully, because we, the Raiders, um, parted ways with our defensive coordinator Paul Gunther, mm-hmm. and um, we got our interim um, defensive coordinator. Uh, he was our defensive line coach. I forgot his name off the top of my head, but. I could, I'll definitely find that out um, probably in a little bit, but we, we're definitely going to have a hopefully, hopefully, definitely going to have a good game. Mm, yeah. But what do you th- what do you think, Chargers or Raiders? No, I, I say Raiders. I say okay. Raiders. Um, right. I think that the Chargers are going to put up. I think that the Chargers are going to put up points. Um, and I think what what I think what's going to happen is Chargers are going to put up points, but you'll see. You'll see like a resurged defense, Joe. I think. I think. I think you're going to see them flying around a lot. Uh-huh. I think you're going to see them, you know, making turnovers. I think making big plays is what right. I, is what I'm going to see from the defense. I think that's what this defense really needed to make right. Plays. Exactly. Exactly. Because that's something that the Raiders have been lacking defensively. I think they, you know, I think they cover well. I think. I, I don't think that they're a bad defensive team, especially you know in, in you know in pass coverage. I think that they do a good job, but they're just. You, they never had like they never had like those big plays, you know what I mean? Those big yeah. defensive plays, at least. Yeah, most I one hundred percent agree with you. Mm. 
So thank you for joining us here on Highly Contested, everyone. We're going to post podcasts every chance we get, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So be sure to stay tuned, keep with it, and be prepared to be highly contested. Have a good one. Highly contested. Highly contested.